Hey, this is Brandon J. Clack, and you're tuned into Game Changer. What's going on, everybody? Brandon J. Clack here on all of your social media platforms with another edition of Game Changer. And I am super excited about this particular conversation. It's one that I have spent quite a bit of time studying and not only studying, but also practicing. It is the conversation of fathers and sons. And uh, during these uh, conversations that we have on this podcast, it is my endeavor. It is my objective. It is my hope that you would come into a deeper level of revelation about the quality of life that you want to live and those that are around you would be able to be enhanced as well. And uh, I do understand that I am about to open a can of worms, uh, that this conversation seems to be one that everybody at some point in time in their life seemingly wants to have or has to have about their journey. And so uh, I'm going to do my best to uncover some myths and uh, and also to prove to you scripturally about the importance of spiritual fathers and spiritual sons. Let's jump into this. I am a natural father. I've got three children. I've got Zion, who is 13. I've got, uh, no, Zion is 14. Well, there you go. It's how long I've been a father. Zion is 14. Nyla is 12. And Noah is eight. And we've got one more on the way. And so uh, I'm very, very proud. I'm very excited about being a dad. Thank God they all came out of the same womb. Hallelujah. No shade to you if you got a different story. Uh, But for me, that was very, very important. Uh, And so uh, I've got these four children and they all have different dynamics with their dad. I love them all equally, but I deal with them differently. There are some times when Zion gets in trouble and she does not have the same consequences that Noah has. Different maturity requires different consequences. And in that same lane of thought, there are some presents and some gifts that Zion gets that Noah just can't handle. Uh, some of it is because of his gender. Some of it is because of his age. But but all of that being said, they are loved equally but handled differently. I want to start with that uh, thought process because I want to introduce this story to you. There was a time, one time, when Noah was really, really frustrated and, and he had just gotten into a fight with his sister and he comes and he tells me and he says, Dad, you know, Zion is doing this. She's picking on me. She's being mean to me. You know, the, the normal stuff that kids do. And I go over to Zion and I said, Zion, I don't want you bullying. I don't want you beating your brother up. I don't care what he does to you. You know, you need to find a way to be able to solve your conflicts with him without punching him in the face. God bless you, woman of God. And as I was walking away, I could hear Noah snickering. I could hear him laughing and saying, see, I told you, don't mess with me. I double backed in that room and I said, Noah, come here. I don't want you to manipulate my protection for you as a father just to prove a point to your sister. I got a feeling, dude, you might not have gotten slapped as hard as you said you did. And I could tell by the sheepish grin on his face that I had been duped into correcting Zion because he just wanted to see the power that he had to get someone in trouble. Hear me. Good sons 
Don't manipulate fathers to bring down hellfire and brimstone on their siblings. And now I'm talking about in a spiritual context. Sometimes when you are a spiritual son, you want to prove your favoritism. All that does is put that set man, that set woman in a, in a compromising position to not want to make the type of separation that you think is necessary. You would be surprised at the amount of sons uh, or spiritual daughters for that extent as well that feel the need to make sure that their favoritism is seen and felt by those that they feel like they are quote unquote better than. Uh, I pride myself in being a spiritual son. And one thing that I told my spiritual father is that I'm never going to put you in a predicament where you are going to have to explain my behavior of why I'm not participating in certain things that you've asked everybody to do. There is a level of cooperation, I believe, that needs to be extended from the sons and the daughters to the father. And I'm not saying that you have to be a doormat. I'm not saying that you have to be walked on, but there is a level of cooperation. There is a level of participation. There is a level of understanding that you've got to operate in to make sure that the relationship stays healthy on your part and you don't accidentally try to manipulate that thing into what you want it to be. And so that's that's very important as we throw out that first nugget. I am reminded of a scripture that I think that is really, really important. It's 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 10. Here's what it says. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. This is Elijah talking to Elisha. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Verse 11, then it happened. And as they continued on and talked, that is so powerful. So let me give you the back history of the story. Elijah knows that his time with Elisha is coming to an end. And there is about to be a particular separation that is going to come between them. And he says to him, hey, what have I? What can I do for you? You've served me. You've been with me. You've upheld me. You've washed my hands. What can I do for you? And Elisha says, just give me a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah goes on to say, that's a hard thing that you've asked, but I'm willing to give it a shot. The only way that you can have this is if you see me when I transition to my next. Hear me, spiritual sons. To steal the mantle of a father that you admire or your leader or your pastor or whatever the case may be, if you admire something on someone's life, the, the way that you receive that is not through rumor spreading or it's not through poisoning the king's meal. It's, you know, it's, it's not through any of that. It's the way you receive that is you've got to be present. You have to be aware when your man of God, your spiritual father, your leader transitions to the next level of influence. If you are aware, if you are connected enough to the moment where you are able to objectively see them when they transition to their next, then you then you're going to have a fighting chance to get what's on their life. Now, this is really a loaded statement because a lot of you may be saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see them transitioning. You know, I see that taking place. I want to be a part of that. And, and I want to say to you, if you have ungodly motives you are not going to be able to see them through the right lens when they take new assignments. Sons don't stop fathers from taking new assignments. 
Now, you're not saying amen yet, but but here comes the point where you're about to get a little upset with me. Sometimes fathers take new assignments with people that you don't feel are worth the investment. I'm going to take it a step further. Sometimes fathers take on assignments with people that you think are dangerous, gossips, nasty, mean, not pliable. And you say, I don't even know why my pastor or my leader or my spiritual father would invest this type of time with something that I don't understand. Hear me. You don't need your spiritual leader to have the same vision as you. You have got to be okay with your leader seeing the necessity of investing in people that you think are worthless. Case in point, he or she invested in you. You know, what an amazing concept as as we are coming out of the spirit of spoiled brat. Amen. As we are coming out of the mindset that I'm the greatest investment that this person has ever had. As you come out of that mindset, you're going to come to grips that maybe your leader saw something in you that somebody else tried to talk them out of not investing in you. And so Elijah says something brilliant to Elisha. You have to see me when I go. Now, Elisha does a smart thing. The very next verse is, and they continued talking. Woo. I'm telling you, they continued talking. The only way that Elisha, the son is able to stay connected to the transition of Elijah is that he kept the lanes of communication open. You know what just boggles me? I mean boggled. What boggles me is all of these silent spiritual sons and daughters who hold private grudges in their heart, who who harbor secret bitterness, who want to have ambitions and dreams. I, I'm going to tell you something else that is very dangerous. It is dangerous to serve one leader and then go and start putting in bids to suck up to another one. You have got to have enough self-control that whether you just got rebuked last night or not, you're not going to go putting in job applications in other places to relieve the tension of your own dysfunction. That That's, that's a, that's a, that's a hireling kind of spirit that if you won't let me do what I want to do over here, I'll go find somebody richer, somebody smarter, somebody stronger, somebody with more influence, and I'll go submit my gift over there. And here's what we'll say. We'll say, God has opened up a door and he has created opportunity for me. No, fool. God will turn you over to your own devices, which means that if you want to be on the run, being passed along like a piece of cheap bread, hello, you can go from place to place and house to house. But what I love about Elijah and Elisha, Elisha says, I want what's on your life. He hears the prerequisite. That's just pause. Spiritual sons, you have to understand that when when your spiritual father is about to introduce you, your leader is about to introduce you to a new level and to a new opportunity. You have got to be okay with meeting the standard of the set man. Now, you don't like that because you only want to submit to God and you should submit to God. But my Bible tells me that the spirit 
spirit is subject to the prophet, which means God is willing when the leader's heart is in alignment with him, he is willing to back his leader. So if your leader and but I ain't going to be abused and I ain't going to be doing all that, who going to tell me to clean a toilet? No, I'm not cutting the grass. OK, well, then keep your old raggedy normal life that you have right now and stop posing yourself as a servant that is trying to receive the next level of impartation. When a, when a leader comes to you and gives you tasks that you don't want to do, the, the, the love of God in your heart for your leader should say, this is an abuse. They're not trying to embarrass me. They're not doing any of these things for me. If your preference gets in the way of your process, you will never get promotion. Now, you ain't going to say nothing on that. I can't. I, I hit a mice in the basement. Uh-huh. If your preference gets in the way of your process, kiss promotion goodbye. Here's the thing that I think is so interesting. Oh, pastors have favorites and spiritual fathers just have those that they love the most. I'm going to tell you who the real favorites are. The ones that don't make the leader wrestle with the purpose that's on the individual. If if there is a call on your life, let's say you're called to preach and, and God shows the leader your call to preach. And he says, you know what? I, I want you to get ready, get some sermons together and I want you to be ready to do Wednesday night Bible study. And the first thing you say is, nope, not me, Bishop. Uh-uh, no, thank you. No, I'm not ready for that. I'm humble. Let me be a servant. Keep me in the back. And you make that that leader wrestle with you about your purpose. You, my friend, will be the next person to get ignored. I guarantee it. If you sap the strength from your leader that's trying to convince you that you're more than what you are, at some point, they're going to leave you alone. Let me hurry up because y'all tired of talking about this subject. So so the Bible says, Elijah says, if you want what's on my life, you got to see me when I transition to my next level of authority. And the Bible says, Elisha continued on and talked with him. You have got to be willing to continue talking. Let's do away with all of this sign language uh, random, weird, subliminal post, hoping that you get somebody's attention. You have got to be, you, you're, you're courageous enough to gossip. Hello, amen lights. Hello, you are courageous enough to tell your little prayer partners. Why can't you have the courage to continue in relationship even if you hear a process you don't agree with? Let's move on. He goes on to say, then suddenly, that's a, that's a, that's a whole word right there. Then suddenly the transition or the, 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 the chariots of fire appear with the horses and it takes Elijah. Watch what Elisha says. My father, my father. He continues the conversation. He is within proximity of when his spiritual father gets his next. He's close enough to remind him with conversation. Don't forget I see you, what you're doing. I'm not misjudging the fiery chariots. I'm not trying to keep you from where you're going. I'm not trying to stop your next level of promotion. I am connected with you through the continuing conversation so that I can have the awareness to see where you're going. Watch this. And the Bible says that after he said, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more. Watch this. And then he took hold of his own clothes and he tore them into pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah. Pause. 
When the son realized, I have seen the thing that my father told me. I've seen the thing that my leader told me. I passed the test. I see it. Watch what he does. He tears his old season off. If you are going to operate in what's on your leader, you cannot operate with what's on you too. You've got to be willing to abandon your old thought processes if you are willing to grab a hold of what that leader has. All right. This is Brandon J. Clack here on all your social media platforms. I pray that for sons and fathers that this information was something that could enhance you. I pray that you go on to be everything that God called you to be. Sons, make sure that you hear your fathers. And fathers, be willing to toss them the mantle when it's time. All right, I'll holler at you later. Peace.